Welcome to the first official Soldier Spirit of Change podcast. I am Scott Baker, and I'm sitting here with my good friend and Soldier Spirit of Change co-founder and director, John Conley. John, how you doing? I'm doing great. Fantastic, and I'm looking forward to this talk. Uh, I know we've been talking about setting up a podcast for a while here, and I, I personally think it's going to be a really unique and dynamic way to communicate the mission that I know all of us, uh, everyone who's worked to form this organization, have really begun to see come to fruition here. And I, I really appreciate you being being willing to, uh, you know, attack something like PTSD in this new format. I think it's going to be exciting. Thank you. Appreciate it. What I'm what I'm going to do here, John, is uh, I I know you have a very uh, deep understanding and desire of where you want to see Soldier Spirit of Change go. And um, as, as we get into that, can you kind of tell those who are going to be listening to this podcast kind of a, a little bit about who John Conley is and, and why you decided to take this thing up on, on your own? Okay. Um, well, I served in the uh, U.S. Army between 1981 and 1985. There was no wars going on at the time, so I did not serve in a combat uh, situation. Uh, many of my friends... Um, from from that period and before and since have been uh, combat veterans, a lot of them, you know. Uh, a lot of Vietnam veterans are uh, close friends, and, uh, you know, a lot of these guys had... I, I saw this uh, this thing, uh, this, this PTSD, and had plenty of uh, hours in discussing, um, you know, the what it was and, and trying to get to learn what it was about and how it affected them, how it affected their lives. And and uh, it, it really was disturbing to me. And I was thinking there's got to be a way that we can address this. There's got to be some type of way that we can uh, all work together to to find out what uh, the root causes of this, this issue are and then how to address those, uh, those situations to where a person um, could uh, kind of block that from their, their uh, subconscious, their conscious, and, uh, and to where it was uh, having a negative effect on a lot of people. A lot of, uh, a lot of individuals I saw were very uh, isolated, you know. You, it was hard to get them uh, to go out and do things. And, you know, really good people, you know, really good, good people, good individuals, uh, Real, real kind heart, uh, good, you know, just top of the line uh, people that you would uh, be proud to have as a friend. Um, just, but you know, everybody's got some kind of issues, and and um, you know, I think I had a maybe of a touch of a taste of that because I used to work uh, for a transit company where I investigated uh, um, accidents and had to go to fatality accidents and. And saw some things I, I wish I didn't see, and sometimes they would reoccur in my my memory. And I, I'm not trying to compare that with uh, uh, someone in combat and what they go through, but I think I had a you know uh, I can under try to understand a little bit. And not only have you you know tried to understand that from that observational perspective here, but you, I mean you're out there. Tr- like really trying to understand it and how it affects our soldiers that have been affected so deeply by the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. 
And I think that's something that's commendable in terms of, because when I speak with you, and you know, I know you personally, I, I do hear a desire to really grasp what has affected that tender heart that's in there. And what is it, what is it about the heart of the soldier, the spirit of the soldier, John, that, that drives you to try to understand that and, and revive that? Well, it's just I, I, I've always been uh, empathic where I could feel other people's, um, whatever they got going on, because I do, I've done a variety of healing work. And uh, I made a commitment, uh, you know, through prayer to, to God to serve in that, uh, you know, if somebody comes my way that needs some help, regardless of what it is, that uh, as that commitment that I made, I am uh, compelled to try to help anybody that comes in my direction that may need some help, you know, and that's just something that I believe real strongly, and that comes before anything else. I've, I've, uh, I've, I've been in situations where I've watched over some people, you know, for months at a time sometimes, you know, um, they were having bad situations. It really troubles me, uh, the, the suicide situation, when I hear 23 uh, veterans or active-duty soldiers, you know, committing suicide, uh, you know, about one an hour. That's, uh, that just, there's, there, that, that baffles me. Um, and, and I understand that part too, because there was a period one time in my life where uh, <laughs> I came real close to that myself. So I know how troubling that can be, and I know how alone, you know, a person could feel, and they get isolated, and I don't, uh, if I can do anything about it, I don't want, uh, I don't want people to have to feel that way. I've told total strangers, I've given them my card and said, call me anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and people do, you know. Uh, I was just watching the basketball game at this place, and I ended up talking to this guy that was, uh, you know, had had some of that uh, himself, and we went outside and had a smoke and had a talk and exchanged numbers, and I'm sure I'll be talking to him again. So this happens pretty much in my everyday life because I go out and I talk to people, and it's just so, uh, it's, you know, since I made this, this commitment, it's amazing to me how many people I run into that are afflicted by, by this situation. They're looking for some kind of information, some help. And what is it about the commitment that you've made that allows you, because I've seen you do talk to people quite easily. Um, and do you feel like that's ramped up a notch now that you are uh, driven with the mission of this organization? And on top of that, if I could double up the questions here, what, you know, how do you see that mission manifesting itself specifically? Well, let me share something. The other day I was answering some questions and I, I just wrote this down. It just came, it just flowed and I'm just going to read this. It says, we will hold fireside group sessions uh, with many vets that have been through tough times and had improvements that they will share with the group. This will create an environment that will change uh, to identify a purpose or a reason to get out of bed. We have identified numerous vets willing to act as a mentor or someone to talk to that understands, that can listen, reinforce that they understand. By opening up the healing process, we can begin. Many long-term relationships will form into friendships. By having someone to be there, can and will prevent suicides and wasted lives of isolation and mental anguish. We do care. We will help with the change needed to improve the quality of life of soldiers needing at least a little guidance and direction in their life of a fellow soldier. We will identify, number one, what other vets have done 
or continue to do that helps them with problem areas. Number two, what these veterans are willing to do to help other vets. Number three, recommend to vets looking for help. Uh, four, specific actions that directly impact a person to recover from these conditions. Um, one uh, example is exercise and socialized by actual uh, PTSD vet. Are they willing to be a mentor? have regular meetings in all these areas around Texas and maybe uh, other areas and work its way through the U.S. too, where we can have support groups similar to what we see in uh, AA or NA, you know, uh, to help. Uh, we have uh, dedicated our lives to our mission, and that's to help heal uh, PTSD. Uh, we make no claims that we are the magic cure or the answer. We have no medical claims and are not doctors or psychological professionals. We are U.S. Army veterans who have a strong desire to help, to listen, to make as much information available to those searching, to help identify an individual purpose in those without something that excites them to get out of bed, off the couch, and hopefully some of those will choose to join to help anyone that has a desire to improve their state of mind. And by making our efforts duplicatable, we can uh, set up other groups and help find locations to meet with other veteran groups to ensure if any groups have the common mission, we can all work together. We would like to find some land between Fort Hood and San Antonio in the Hill Country that we can meet and someday have facilities out in nature for those that need to stay for a while and attend group sessions and one-on-one -on -one mentoring in an area of peace and tranquility. Uh, Soldier Spirit of Change was formed on, um, on 317 by uh, Eric Krippner, John Conley, Troy Rowan, and Scott Baker, all U.S. Army uh, veterans. A couple of us are uh, disabled veterans. We started this group with our own funds and loans from our family and friends. We want to, be, to start debt-free and keep our costs to a minimum. Please help us to help others. Uh, veterans military suicide rate has been, like I said before, one uh, per hour, about or 23 a day, um, you know, take their own lives. And we got to try to do more uh, for that. So there's a, there's a few other veterans groups in, uh, in the Houston area that are doing these things, and we commend them. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about these other groups in, in some of the future uh, sessions we have, but it's, it's critical um, right now, we're not looking uh, just for financial donations. You know, that's important. I'm looking for, for people that want to mentor, that want to do one-on-one -on -one sessions and be available for people in their area that they can call them up or we can assign to a, an individual that's having some issues. So that's, that's something that's real important in putting, putting these, uh, making these connections with people because there's a lot of people out there that, that have overcome uh, real, real bad situations and now they're in a perfect place to uh, talk to someone. And what's really important is to listen, you know, very important. I, I talk a lot, and that's what I'm trying to learn for myself, uh, to listen more. So the part that has me the most excited about this mission and about the, the way that you envision what we're going to be able to do here is where you, and I know you've already done this in terms of going and, and surveying veterans, but where you envision the veterans being able to share what they have learned in their own recovery process. Because we've been at war a while. You know, 2001, 2003, um, kicking off Afghanistan and, and Iraq, respectively. So we have a good decade plus here of thousands of individuals who have, like you said, come out on the other side.
Well, like I said, I've, I've talked to a lot of people from different uh, backgrounds. Uh, from you know, I've I've talked to people from uh, over the last seven years. I've been wor- working, you know, real real closely with a lot of these areas, uh, a lot with individuals, um, and a lot uh, here and there in in a group uh, format. Um, you know, I've talked to several people just recently. I've tried to ask uh, similar questions to individuals on suggestions, and I'll just go over with you uh, a couple of things. Uh, um, I, two of the people have said to get away from alcohol, to stop drinking. Drinking brings up bad memories, causes you to be depressed. Um, you know, it causes... Uh, violence and you know I, I really believe the spirits behind alcohol they call it spirits I, I think that that uh, is an accurate term because they they kind of take a hold of person and and these people that are really kind good-hearted individuals can actually change into uh, something that's not recognizable and that's not just through PTSD or or veterans that's a that's a common problem we have in the United States so that's a suggestion that that several people have made to stay away from alcohol, um, you know, and have some kind of a, a spiritual support program. You know, I'm not here to endorse or uh, any specific uh, church group or denomination. Uh, I, I hope I hope everybody has something. You know, uh, some some. Um, Whatever, the, whatever they have, they take the creator to be, to or God to be. You know, that's that's an individual thing, and when people worship together, that's a beautiful thing. You know, but uh, you know, it's something that's real critical for for healing um, to help someone heal their spirit, which is the root of uh, the cause of a lot of these problems. And then there's a lot of other things that we'll be releasing, and I'd like you to. Look at our uh, website, which is soldierspiritofchange.com. We're going to be posting uh, this information for people to be uh, to look over and see how it may help in affecting their lives. So in terms of the, the way that you can see this manifested, I know a large part of it, you find that there's a lot of healing and community that can be found in nature. Will you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, yes, I, I, I believe... Um, Real strongly in going out into into a, an isolated area in uh, in the country, someplace where there's not uh, a lot of uh, movement, where there where you're somewhere where you can hear the water trickling by in a creek, or you can hear the birds uh, singing, and you don't hear you don't have background noise of of vehicles or people yelling and screaming, just where you have a pa- a place that is just peaceful. And that way you can you can go into um, you know where you can meditate and you could pray and you could uh, really be aware of what's going on inside your mind to to where you can start meditating and and learning to uh, quiet the mind and uh, and some of the input that we get because we have uh, you know a lot of nonverbal verbal psycho babble that goes on inside of our heads that we we create a lot of that ourselves and there there are ways around that to where uh, we can have peace of mind and that's something that's real critical to teach those those tools and techniques to people that are getting bombarded I was talking to a guy earlier this evening and he's like my mind is just going and going I can't stop 
And so I, I did some breathing uh, exercises with him. And within a few minutes, he was real quiet and peaceful. And I was like, good, you know, he, he learned, you know, really quick. And, you know, um, a lot of people, they just need a little guidance and direction. So that's one of the biggest things to have someone. Um, and, and there's some, some good links that we have uh, on our website, too. You know, there's uh, a lot of information that people can learn just by, by going into the Internet and looking for different areas of interest. They can learn that way. But by us having these events and, uh, and going out and where people can be a part of it and sit around a fire and talk out in nature, that, that is uh, huge for the healing process. And a lot of, and this has already been proven, there's other groups that are doing the same thing for, for PTSD, I just found out. Since we've been doing this, it's not I, I saw somebody doing something, so I want to copy them. I've created a lot of these uh, exercises from just from meditation, prayer, and, and the guidance of what I believe is the Holy Spirit. So, you know, if you combine, uh, one, one of my teachers in the old days told me, he said, uh, he said, if you go out into nature, it's just you and God and nature, anything can happen. You can, you can make amazing things happen. And that was one thing that, that I recognized to be so true. And uh, that's why I really want to have a, an area, a facility or something that we have um, that can service uh, San Antonio, Austin, Fort Hood, all the surrounding area, and then kind of blend that in. You know, we can move around from there. It's real easy to set this up, have a little fire, some chairs around the fire and sit around and talk. You don't even really have to have a fire. Just go out into nature. And even if you can go out there by yourself, you know, and sit on top of a rock and overlook a valley, you know, and just, just sit there and let your mind run, run free without outside influences. It, it has a healing, uh, it has a healing, um, it just has an effect that, that's very hard to duplicate in an office or a building or uh, anywhere else. It's free. Nature's free. Don't don't miss out on it. It's just waiting out there for you. And it it nature specializes in in growth and recycling and, and healing. Yeah, we're losing a lot of our nature. We got to be careful on that because they keep uh, bulldozing it down, making other. You know, we got to preserve what some of the spots that we do have. You know, and that's why we're trying to get if we can get like little spots around the country that people donate like a chunk of land here and there. We can designate and, and have that land declared a park or something for veterans. Veter we can call them veterans parks. And a veteran and their family can go in there. This isn't going to be open for just anybody. This, these are going to be places for healing, you know. And the very least we can do, and that's just something, this just came to me just now. I think that would be really amazing to have even a couple acres here and there you know all around where where veterans can go and have a secure area to um just to go and relax and to work through their own things with uh with their mentor have one-on-one -on -one sessions that's that's what i'm seeing in this and then have these people that are that are uh becoming uh healed and they get better through the process they're they're going out and repeating that, and they're doing it for someone else. And that, 
that is is my vision for for soldier spirit of change. And I relate that to my my own experiences. In in terms of talking with veterans, there is a overwhelming response of it, the, the sentence comes like this along that when they're with other veterans they feel safe because they know if something goes down that those that they're with will know what to do and this keeps coming up again and again and again in groups is if something goes down or they stay up at night and they sleep with a gun under their pillow literally because of of something going down and always feeling like there is the enemy from from the war these these responses that were built and trained into them that kept them alive um, that they're now having here and and I relate this just to respond to you with if you can begin to turn that tide to say there's nothing nothing's going down the, the nature for example great place to start you know because before where the nature is equal parts your enemy or at least not your friend um, if you can begin the spirit of change there and I'm, I'm just applauding that with with getting veterans to recognize that this is not a place of war. You know, this this is a place of comfort. Um, I, th- I think that's going to be something that's really exciting. It's, it's a place to heal. It's a place to work on uh, on the on your quality of life, which everyone deserves a really good quality of life. You know, these some of these things that were guaranteed to us in our uh you know, Declaration of Independence, look at those things once in a while, you know, because we're all entitled to those. And uh, you can have those things. You could be haunted by, by memories, but you can reverse that way of thinking. In, in your own mind, you can make these changes with a little bit of help. And you, for the first thing you have to do is you have to open yourself up for that help. And you have to open yourself up to that change, because if you're not open for those things, then I can say everything that I've learned over the course of my life, and then some, and nothing will change. Nothing will change until you do. I've always heard that, and I believe it. You know, I've had to change a lot of things, and at first I was like, I'm not going to change. I was stubborn, you know, about a lot of things, but uh, now I recognize that the only way to uh, to exist uh, in a comfortable manner in this life is to be uh, willing and able to change at a moment's notice, just to, you know, whatever it may be, we have to be open to to change. So that spirit of change is something that, that's how I live my life and want to be uh, available to to change. And, and that's just something that, that's true with all of us. We all have, we all have to, uh, have some type of changes to go about with in our in our lives, and it's sometimes it's not easy, but uh, we have to look at the greater good. There's some things that that are part of how, who we are and how we are that that we don't want to change, and some things may not need to be changed. The only things that really need to be changed are things that cause us pain, discomfort. You know, a lot of the things that that affect us are, are in our minds, and a lot of these things we create on our own. So we got to be able to change those things. Part of our logo, we have a, a looks like an eagle, a bird of fire that's rising up from the ashes, and um, you know that's the spirit of change. Even what I was watching earlier this evening, I was watching this guy get so worked up about his roommate talking to his roommate about something that he obviously didn't want to talk to him about at the time. 
And he was just really excited. Well, everything's going to happen in its own time, and, and, the, and things will change in that process. So we, we just have to um, be ready to go with the flow, roll with the punches, um, and, and be flexible because flexibility is part of change. And that's, that's something that we all should learn to, to be able to transition or to transform um, as needed given the situation. So let's talk a little bit about once, once that flexibility is instilled and once we kind of have that, that place of, of peace coming in. So American Sniper just came out, got a lot of publicity, you know, did, did pretty well at the Academy Awards. And what I found most interesting about that movie is you have Chris Kyle, you have him go through the, the series of, of his tours. Um, you have him battle with pretty severe, understandably severe PTSD and creeping up on him at, at the family picnics and um, really not able to communicate or have a, a relationship or a level of understanding with, with his wife and family. And he does end up going to groups, and he, he's going to uh, he's getting counseling at the VA eventually, and he's doing okay. But there is a turning point in the movie, and it's when he's about to leave one of the mentoring or counseling sessions, and the counselor says, "You ever thought about like coming in and and talking to these guys and and spending some time with?" the group, the community of veterans. And that is where that movie really starts to, to take a turn and for the best when, when Chris starts spending time with other veterans, spending time with those that are disabled, sharing his skills and the piece of him that is his strength and that served him so well in war but now serves him so well in, in physically and emotionally and mentally elevating these other individuals to include himself and can you speak a little bit to how you see veterans coming in and contributing of themselves and their experiences and how that will help them grow and change that's what it's all about you know um once we go through all these all these phases and all these different things that we're talking about when you have someone that was suffering and having these issues and they come out on the other side of it, and they are able to help others, that is so powerful. That's, that's like, that's what I want to see, ultimately. I want to see those that were the, that would be considered the worst, that had the worst problems, that they had people giving up on them, that they came out the other side through help of their brothers, and they went back and helped out those that needed the help which in turn is, continues to help them, and it's like a cycle. And, it can, can, and the ball gets rolling, and once that ball gets rolling, there ain't no stopping it, you know, because more and more people will get involved. I talked to a guy the other night at that fight, and, uh, you know, he was an Army veteran too, and he, I got his phone number, I got his name, and we were just standing there talking, and next thing you know, he, he, uh, he's in a real good place. And he's offering to do uh, resumes for veterans, to do talks, to do whatever's whatever's needed. He's very successful, and it was a it was a privilege to talk to him. 
Chris Kyle was such a shame the the way we we lost him. You know, uh, the one thing I get from that and from knowing a lot of people in uh, special operations, um, there's a brotherhood that exists that is way beyond anything that most people can even begin to understand because in a combat situation, you know, uh, this, this is what I hear. I don't know this. But I do know the camaraderie in the military is is, is amazing because you do develop a brotherhood, but especially in a combat situation. I've talked to guys, they, they can go out there like Chris Kyle talked about killing the enemy. He's trying to protect his his people, you know, and he firmly believed in that to the day he died. He had no problem with, with doing that. But to watch one of his his people, one of his guys, an American soldier, die and bleed out in front of him where he couldn't stop that and couldn't save them or bring them back. Those are the things that haunts him because that's why he wanted to kept going back because he felt like he was a protector. And he was. He was overlooking all these people moving around and all these troop movements and he's sitting up there, you know, way back there and he's taking people out that were looking to get these other guys. So, you know, when you operate from that that framework, that 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 way of thinking that's not something most people are gonna are gonna get. They, uh, Clint Eastwood did a did a really good job as usual. He's an amazing amazing person. The way he relays things, and uh, the thing I've always liked about him is he's not doesn't go with the status quo. If he has something that's that he believes really strongly, and he will make a movie about it and try to get a message out, and that's that's beautiful. So for for him to portray that situation the way he did. I think is great, and um, you know, and God bless uh, uh, Chris Kyle's uh, family and and his children, you know, and his his family and friends, and and uh, you know, it's it's a shame that we lost him because he, you know, it's up to us to carry it on from now. You know, we have to we have to make this happen, no matter what. We gotta we gotta work towards making sure that we help heal this PTSD situation and we, we minimize all these, these uh, you know, suicides that are going on and, and be there to help each other, you know? There's so many people that sit on the couch for five, six, seven hours a night watching stupid TV that doesn't mean anything and they could be out spending a couple hours talking to some of their, their uh, buddies or somebody, what I like to look at it is a circle of friends we haven't met yet, you know? Get out there and talk to some people. You may need some help yourself. If you don't, you may be able to help someone else out. Either way, make a change, you know? So I'm going to take two hours a week, and I'm going to go down. We're going to get a group going. I'm going to talk to other veterans I know. We're going to get a place. We're going to go somewhere, even in someone's backyard. You don't even have to have a campfire, you know? Just sit there and talk. No beer, no drugs, no guns. Just open communication, open up your heart, and give of yourself to help your brothers and your sisters. Wow. Um, okay. So I, I got you to dream a little bit in terms of where you wanted to see that. Um, let's keep going with it in terms of the dream, in terms of where you would like to see Soldier Spirit of Change go. I think that uh, it's, it's a word-of-mouth thing. The what's going to work the best is is maybe uh, I don't know much about podcasts and I'm not I'm not a big um, technology as you know Scott I'm not a big technology guy I'm I'm uh, I like talking to people you know the old fashioned way up in, up front you know in person on the phone a little bit texting 
I hate texting. I don't like texting at all. But what I see is us getting together, um, getting groups going in different areas to where people can go and talk to each other. And we can, you know, even start it out like a, like, like I said, like an AA or an NA kind of, not, not a 12 step. We don't, I'm nothing against 12 step programs, but I'm just saying we can make this program how we want it and get everybody to kick in just some information, you know, everyone talk and find out what our needs are, what is working, what is helping individuals out there and the things that are working that are helping people, let's let's get the word out on this and let's talk to each other. And if something's working, let's duplicate it and then and then move in a direction outward from here in the center of Texas. Because I I really feel like in the future there could be like these little groups everywhere. And it could spread around the world. There's people who got this issue in other countries too, not just here. You know, maybe uh Ultimately, I would like to see a point that we wouldn't have to worry about this anymore because there shouldn't, you know, at this point of human, you know, the as far as the growth of the human spirit, there's no need for us to have any more wars. There's no need for us to be having people go through these situations. If we can't sit down and settle our differences without killing each other, without causing you know, death and destruction. How do you solve PTSD? It Don't fight wars anymore. You know, think about who benefits from these things. It's all these big money people. It's all these people that, you know, defense contractors. Don't get me started on this one. I'm sorry I even went there. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, you know, we got to look at the big picture of helping people heal from this this issue. And also from other, there's other individuals that have uh, suffered traumatic um circumstances in their life that have caused them a lot of problems so this could grow uh exponentially just as fast as people allow it to happen and as time time goes on we can make changes that's something i always liked about total quality management it's like small incremental changes empowering the people at the bottom and uh, helping each other out you know so, you know, there's a lot we can do to get this to branch off. Uh, for right now, I just would like to have a little center somewhere in the hill country where people can go, maybe about five acres, and, um, you know, where we could fix it up real nice when we go out there, where we can have like a little, you know, maybe put on some calm music and have everyone just relax in a chair and do some guided meditation, have a little fire, we can change that program at any time. If some people want something else or they see something else is helping better, then we could try that. You know, we, we, there's, <laughs> there's a lot to lose and there's so much to gain, you know. So let's, let's all work together on this, you know, and uh, try to help each other out. For me and for my generation or for our, for our mission, I, I to agree with you in terms of how the human spirit is evolving currently, you know, I, I don't think that we can continue to attack our human brothers and sisters and without coming back uh, after a deployment and falling down the slope of what, why, what have I done? And I, you know, personally for me, I feel that a large reason that there has been such an influx of this is one awareness. Absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of it went untreated previously from, from previous wars, but I mean, the numbers are astronomical 
relative to, to previous engagements. And I think a lot of that has to do with, number one, the close quarters that wars are currently fought in. And then number two, because the act that happens in those close quarters engagements or in, in war in general is actually contrary to the human spirit especially if, if we are all one. But the fact of the matter remains that there are soldiers and veterans who suffer tremendously from PTSD right now. And that's what we're talking about. So, you know, the, again, the dream, if you really want to solve PTSD, don't fight wars anymore, at least with combat-related. There's a whole other slew of them that we are also working to, to combat. Um, but keeping that focus with what cannot be changed, which is that, that this has already happened, and um, or keeping the events of the past that can't be changed, and recognizing that we can now make a, and instill the spirit of change, I think is, is exciting. These, these issues, as far as not fighting wars, I really would like to believe that that's a possibility in the future, but, but realistically, uh, human history, looking at human history, I think we have enough people out there that in power that, uh, you know, they're going to, they're going to, you know, create these things, um, you know, when they can and, you know, if they need to or whatever. And that's not even the issue. The issue is, you know, people that do get in these situations and that do suffer from these, um, these things uh, that, that haunt the mind, um, there's got to be a way to get, to get past it, to get through it, to move around it, whatever we have to do, um, you know, we can, we can work at that. And that's what we're going to do on the website. You know, keep, keep an eye on our website. We're going to be updating information. There's going to be information out there and, and, uh, we're going to be putting some information out there that, that we really believe uh, is is helping because we're a lot of the stuff that we're putting out there we're getting from individuals that do have PTSD and that that have overcome it to some degree and this is what the suggestions we're getting this is the kind of information we're sharing where we're finding uh, finding things that are positive we don't want to talk about the negatives or you know I I can go on all day long about the VA. And what I think about it and what I've heard about how they interact with soldiers. Um, you got a doctor. One of the biggest things I hear is you go in and talk to a psychiatrist or psychologist. That person has never been to a war. How are they supposed to identify with what you're telling them? How are they supposed to give you some kind of feedback? Even if they, they try, they're, they're, a lot of these guys are not going to accept that. And then you combine that with a whole bunch of uh, psychological or psychiatric drugs. You know, there's a lot of things that people got to know even about the medication, like antidepressants, for example. You take antidepressants for a while, and then all of a sudden you go, this stuff ain't working, you throw it out. You're going to be 10 times more depressed than you ever were to start. And that's where the suicide thing, I believe, that's where it kicks in. And that's just my opinion. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But I, I know enough to, to see what how it affects people and how it's, how it's affected me. You know, what is the price on that? What's the price of a person's life? There's other answers and there's other options that these guys have. 
And we want to find out what those options are. We want to make that information available to people. And we're not saying not to go to the VA. We're not saying don't, uh, because we're we're not doctors. We have no right to to set someone with a, um, you know, set them up with a, some kind of plan or whatever, you know, because we're just looking for what people are doing that have helped themselves and keep moving in that direction, share that information with others. Maybe they can use that in combination with some of these other things. Maybe they can use one or two of the methods to help themselves. It's all, it's an individual thing. It's not something that's like, you know, everyone is going to have the exact same situation. It's all different. It all changes. And that's why we want to have the spirit of the change that brings about that healing, that brings about that peace in the mind and ultimately in the soul. So that's the flow. Um, let's, let's do a little recap here. Uh, so we're starting off. What, what do we got? Community, right? Um, sharing, healing, especially with, with nature. You know, stay flexible embrace that spirit of change the life exists in the point of transformation uh help heal others and and then finally be the change you know i you know john how how can someone get involved how can someone contribute to what they're hearing here well you can go to our website you can put your information down there on soldierspiritofchange.com uh, you can also call the numbers that are up there. Uh, my number's on there. You can call me at any time. But the best thing to do is be to, um, there's a page on the website where you can put your name, your contact information, and just a brief uh, little bit of information on how you want to uh, help out with this. Because like I said, you know, yeah, we are looking for financial donations if we can, we can do that. But we're also looking for people to donate their time and that's that's more important than than anything, you know. Uh, people that are willing to help others that are that are going through a hard time. Fantastic. Did I miss anything? No, I think we should close it out. Well, from Austin, Texas, representing Soldier Spirit of Change, this is Scott Baker and John Conley signing off. <laughs>